God of our salvation, you straighten the winding ways of our hearts and smooth the paths made rough by sin. Make our conduct blameless. Keep our hearts watchful in holiness and bring to perfection the good that you have begun in us. We ask this through him whose coming is certain, whose day draws near, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. In the following passage, the prophet Jeremiah's scribe, Baruch, describes the day when God will lead his people back home from exile in Babylon. Do you see a connection between these poor, exiled children of God and immigrants and refugees in our day? A reading from the book of the prophet Baruch. Take off the garment of your sour, I'm sorry, take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction, O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of the righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendor everywhere under heaven. For God will give you evermore the name, righteous peace, godly glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height. Look toward the east and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them. They went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies. But God will bring them back to you, carried in glory as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low, and the valleys filled up to make level ground, so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command, for God will lead Israel with joy in the light of his glory, with the mercy and righteousness that come from him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from his letter to the Philippians, Paul encourages the community to continue to grow in agape love, which knows no bounds and expects nothing in return. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. 
For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. For the glory and praise of God, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Euturia and Trachonitis, and Asanius, ruler of Abilene, during a high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all the flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Morning, Jack. It was a beautiful day yesterday, wasn't it? Yep, sir. And thanks to Paul, our weatherman, he says another one's on tap for today. Behind our home in Belfont, there's a Christmas tree stand that obviously sells Christmas trees. And that, uh, it's always a fun time for myself to watch the families come, especially with the children. They get out of their car and the kids run to the trees before the parents get there. And all you hear is giggling and laughter. And this one, mommy, this one, daddy, this one, mommy, this one, daddy. And daddy picks it up. No, it's kind of crooked and it's leaning this way. It's too short. And eventually the children pick one out for everybody. And Joy gone back to the car to put it on the, on the car to head home. It always brings us joy each year watching this happen. And speaking of children, there was a second grade teacher teaching her class about Advent and who was to be coming. And so she told them, you know, Advent is a time of getting ready. So she asked them, so who are we getting ready for? And they all answered very loud, Santa Claus. We smile at this, don't we? But isn't this what much of our culture thinks about during Advent? Santa Claus, a jolly guy in a red suit, squeezes himself down a chimney and brings toys. And because he gives gifts, we all exchange gifts. There are so many messages in our society today, and many of these are advertising messages that seek to get our attention in order to sell us their product. Are you caught up in the news stories of the supply chain problems, 
which is going to cause you and I not to celebrate Christmas if we don't go out and buy our Christmas gift right now. I was looking at some of the interesting ads before Christmas suggested to businesses to create a sense of urgency to us for Christmas. So some of those ads were, and this one was back in October, Black Friday is all season long now, shop early. Ho, 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 our Christmas shop is now open. We're feeling very merry, 20% off anything, today only. Now, that's a sense of urgency, isn't it? Today only. We're being bombarded with all these ads and news stories that Christmas has become all about buying gifts that we really need to have to be happy. It seems to be working. This year, according to the Adobe Digital Economy Index, listen to these numbers. Americans spent approximately $8.9 billion on Black Friday, around $10.7 billion on Cyber Monday, and we're expected to spend around $207 billion for the period of November 1st through December 31st. I'm not sure how long all of that happiness will last for many of us, which is why I'm so glad that Father Charity and we here at Good Shepherd have suggested the theme for Advent is, you can't sell me Christmas. The question is, will we try to buy it? What began as a simple feast to celebrate the birth of Jesus has become a consumer engine that drives our economy. It's no wonder that the spiritual meaning of Christmas, the voice of John the Baptist crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, is drowned out by the noise of commercial jingles and the ring of well-oiled cash registers. In today's gospel, we hear about John the Baptist, a messenger who appeared before Jesus. In the announcement of John the Baptist, we hear a very different message from the advertiser, one calling for repentance, not buying. Is this message still relevant for us today? Can you imagine if, how it would have been if John the Baptist had an advertising agency? Maybe some of his ads might have been, take a plunge in the Jordan and be saved. Ho, ho, ho. Our repentance line is now open. <laughs> and we're feeling very merry. Get 50% off your penance today. Today only. <laughs> what is we, or as believing Christians, to do? How can we celebrate the spiritual meaning of Advent in this consumer society, let alone Christmas? Last Sunday, the liturgy invited us to see Advent as a time of preparation for the Savior's birth, the dawn of salvation. Today, John gives us a reason for our hope and for our joy. He proclaims to us, again in our own day, recalling the words of Isaiah the prophet, prepare the way of the Lord, repent so that you may see the salvation of God. He was speaking to the people of his day for the Messiah had come and the people were being prepared to receive and accept him. John's call for repentance and renewal 
is symbolized by being baptized. Repentance for sin was the first step to opening one's heart for the Savior. Was this not the initial message of John's, Jesus' preaching? When he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. During the season of Advent, we choose to add many activities to our family schedule to prepare ourselves for the celebration of Christmas. John the Baptist reminds us that our repentance is a way in which we can prepare for the Lord's coming and our celebration of Christmas. And to assist us with this, we are going to have a penance service here at Good Shepherd on Tuesday, December 14th at 7 p.m. I hope you hear John the Baptist's call. However, I am not sure if we are going to get 50% off of our penances. You may Make have me to... an offer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John is speaking to us today. We have been regenerated by the water of our own baptism, one which we're going to celebrate here shortly. And yet we need to prepare ourselves for the present coming of Jesus as well as his future coming. The challenge of entering Advent these days is that we seem to be very busy. We may feel bad that we don't have time, but it's true, we just don't seem to have time. But the result is that our experience of Advent is simply four Sundays, which we begin lighting a new candle in the Advent wreath, and the rest of it just seems to pass by us without any effect. The people of John's day struggled to recognize and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. If we get caught up with the busyness of our daily life, we too can miss his presence in the present moment. We too can fail to see, welcome, and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There might be Christmas decorations in the shopping malls or the Christmas parties for us to go to, but the first step we need to experience Advent is to slow ourselves down and begin at the beginning. If we are to have a deep, meaningful, spiritual Advent that allows us to celebrate the Incarnation in the past and in its meaning for us today, then we have to take the first step taste of the depth of our longing for a Savior. Until we feel our need for a Savior, we are at risk missing the gifts of the season of Advent altogether. Once we experience our deep desire for Jesus, we can start to pray with a deep longing and anticipation. Longing is simply an expression of how we really want something and anticipation is an expression of how much we expect for it to become a reality. Advent is a time when we must pause and remember that Jesus is the main event. Not Santa, nor Rudolph, nor the elf on a shelf. To recall that Christmas is a holy day when we celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world, 
Advent can become for us days of real faith, longing and anticipation, full of deep desire and powerful hope, or it can become simply time spent on everything else but Advent. It depends on how we want to use our time during Advent, like second graders waiting for Santa Claus, or like faith-filled Christians waiting for Jesus Christ. Simply, the choice is ours. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.